we were drunk, we were dancing. And I said, isn't it really weird that one day we're probably going to hate each other? <laughs> and she was not into that. <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. It's Q&A day. It sure is. It's been a minute. It feels like a long time to get to these when you're doing those recaps. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But Q&A, the heart of Dear Shandy. The heart and soul. You yeah. could say the yin and the yang of Dear Shandy. <laughs> Wait, the yin and the yang or the yin to the yang of Dear Shandy? Well, it's both yin and yang. I don't know how they interact, but... Isn't yin the feminine I'm energy? talking about your sweatshirt. <laughs> shall we begin? We shall. This first question is from Emmy. Dear Shandy, my name is Emmy and I'm a 24-year-old woman from Toronto. I recently discovered your YouTube channel and wanted to contact you because I admire your intelligence and wisdom. A few days ago, it hit me that my 25th birthday is fast approaching and I've never been in a relationship or had sex. I used to think there was something wrong with me because everyone seemed to be dating or in a relationship. I consider myself to be a very social person and I enjoy going out with my friends regularly. I've never had trouble meeting men. I'm told by my friends and acquaintances that I have a terrific personality and a good sense of humor. This is my attempt at modesty. I've always been the type of person who would rather have a meaningful relationship than a hookup. The problem is that I never let any encounter with the opposite sex progress to something more. I've developed a fictitious love story in my imagination that I can't seem to shake. I'm yearning for meat cute that can only be found in movies. I'm ready to start dating. I'd like to know what it's like to be in love. I want to have sex. But I can't seem to shake this made-up love story that I've carried with me my entire life. The standards that I have for the opposite sex have left me single with a growing collection of vibrators. <laughs> I, want, I want to make a real connection with someone, but I can't seem to break through this mental barrier. I don't want to be in a relationship that breaks me down. I'm constantly on the lookout for red flags. I'm looking for a fairy tale connection that doesn't appear to exist. How do I overcome this mental barrier? How do I begin the process of developing relationships when I'm afraid that the reality will not match the fairy tale I've created in my head? I don't want to be left broken. I appreciate your assistance, hmm. Emmy. I've got a couple of things to say. Okay. So, number one, she's, 20, she's about to be 25, right? Yes. So she's of the age where since she's been through puberty, I assume, social media has been prevalent. Mm -hmm. So she's a child of social media. Yes. And we're getting more and more of these questions. Yep about I want to meet cute, I want it to be fairy tale. I yeah. want it to be like a rom-com. Yeah. This is all a result of them seeing this false world of relationships, mm -hmm. this, this unattainable airbrushed fantasy land that they see on social media. Well, and also, I mean, to be fair, we've seen this in TV and movies for, for generations, I feel like. It is oh, romanticized. Okay, hold on. You have a choice to watch TV, <laughs> okay, and you have fair. a choice when you watch TV to watch a rom-com here and there. Fair, fair. You don't have a choice to not be bombarded <laughs> by everyone's unbelievably happy, beautiful relationship and their trips to, you know, the, the Galapagos Islands, riding <laughs> turtles, you know, on, on like airplanes. Like everything's happening in your face. Yes. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is... This is a classic wants versus needs. 
classic. She needs to determine there's something she needs to let go of some stuff. Yeah. There's some hangups she needs to drop and she needs to drop soon. Yeah. What does she need and what does she want? And the wants, I think, are being confused by, as I said, by social media. Well, what stands out to me is that she doesn't even know what she needs because she won't even go into a relationship where she would make mistakes and learn what she needs. Does right. that make sense? Like a huge part of dating and figuring oh, out what that fairy tale yeah. connection even is, is realizing what it isn't. And that means going into relationships, even if yes. you feel there are red flags, like I bet you anything, she's seeing red flags where there aren't any because she's so paranoid about getting hurt. You're 100% right. You can't succeed at anything without failing first. Yes. No one's ever first succeeded. Yes. Like out of nowhere. Yeah. Unless you're like a, you know, a YouTube star, in which case I think you probably, <laughs> we don't want, but technically we're YouTube stars know, too, so let's not so go there. Not, but. No, we're not YouTube stars, but you know the kind of YouTube star I'm yeah. talking about. But I'm saying but is everyone then, fails first. Yes. You have to. And even if she sees red flags in a guy, honestly, if, if it's okay, she should just get her training wheels on. Like seriously, have a relationship yeah. and learn and see where you're She's not even missing. getting on the bike. She's not getting with on the, the bike. With the training wheels. She's not even seeing if it fits. Yeah. If the bike is the right size. She's watching someone else on a tricycle. <laughs> it's funny because I think on the surface, our story probably has, you know, this fairy tale feel to it. Mm -hmm. But remember, that's what you're seeing as now a success because we found each other. Right. We spent many, many, many years making mistakes oh, and learning what it is we didn't want so that we could then decipher what it is we did want. And I say want meaning need. Yes, need. And then we were able to recognize that in each other when yes. we met. I, I was the hardest working man in the bad relationship game <laughs> for years. I made so many mistakes. I learned so many things from my failures. Yeah. And finally, it led me to you. And it wasn't because I was like, you know what? I'm going to go find the girl of my dreams. Yeah. Emmy, I feel like you've got to kind of chill out a bit more and realize that there are lessons to be learned even in the so-called failures. Mm -hmm. And right now, she just has this romanticized version, as she admits, of what love is, what relationships are, what sex looks like, I'm sure. And... I just can't help but think that in your paranoia about getting hurt or being left broken, you're not living life. A hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. Success is the juncture of hard work and luck. Yes. It's not the juncture of sitting around <laughs> waiting for this well, fantasy yeah. that you have in your head. Yeah, it's not the juncture of just luck. Yeah. And and manifesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, even manifesting, you need to Go out there and create your own destiny. You have to you have to go and fail, 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 fail again. And, and then honestly, maybe you'll succeed. Maybe. But also all those failures are what makes the success that much sweeter. We appreciate yes. our relationship as much as we do because of the bad relationships, so yes. some of which left us broken, Emmy. Yes. And also, had I met you on the same night, like the same type of night, the same venue, the same situation, we were wearing the same things. Yeah. It never would have worked 15 years ago because I was like a basket case when it came to relationships. And you probably were looking for, kind of like Emmy, something that was not me. I don't 
if I was ever looking for this sort of fairy tale. I, I've always said over and over again, I feel like a broken record, but the, the whole being understood thing. But even that, I realized that's what I needed because I had relationships where I both had it and didn't have it. I was able to be like, this is something I cannot live without and that's why I don't want to end this relationship because I'm afraid of losing that. Yeah. And then in other ones, I would be like, I'm ending this relationship because I don't have that other thing that I had in that other relationship, but I have these other things. You know, you start weighing out, uh, to circle back to the beginning, your needs versus your wants. And that's my issue is right now, it seems like her only desire is a magical fairy tale story. What does the man look like? What does she want in a partnership? How does she want to be supported? How does she want to support I, her partner? I, I agree. And and to get back to my point I made about meeting you at the wrong time, yeah. maybe you would have found me your type, but I would have royally effed it up. I guarantee you, knowing what I knew 15 years ago, in the first six weeks, I would have screwed it up. You would have left. I think if we met earlier, I would not have... I, I needed to learn everything I learned. And I also wanted to date a lot. Yeah. And, and so that I never had this feeling of what if. You know, if you just leap into your first relationship. Some people are totally happy to do that. I was not that person. I wanted to date a lot and make a lot of mistakes. And Emmy, we're not saying that you need to now just go launch yourself into relationships that don't serve you or, not, or are not what you're looking for. But I do think a huge part of even learning what it is you're looking for is learning what it is you're not looking for. And you can only do that by taking some risks and maybe stop overthinking what could potentially be red flags. Mm -hmm. Not every red flag is a true red flag. No, it's maybe in your head. You clearly, Emmy, have things in your head that are false flags, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Yes. So Again, based on little to no experience. This is what I'm That's the thing. You're basing your red flags off, I assume, what you've been told or what you've seen in movies. The best way to gauge a red flag is from your own experience. Exactly. It's your red flags. It's not necessarily, I mean, there are some universal red flags, let's be honest. But there are specific red flags to you, which you may be wrong about. Maybe like, you know what? I thought that was a red flag, but that's actually a pink flag, or that's a green flag, or that's a blue flag. What's a good flag? A blue flag? A blue flag (laughs) is a good flag. I think a green flag. Okay, it's a green. If red yeah. means stop. I think you're green right. means go. A green is a good flag. But a I blue is not a bad flag. No, I think a blue would be it's a lovely a nice, flag. That's a delightful flag. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. And I have said in the past things, something that I kind of got a lot some heat for, which was encouraging a girl who had never had sex before at a in her late 20s, I believe, mm-hmm. to just go like sort of Put break the out seal. There. Yeah. Just have sex. Yeah. Don't, it doesn't have to be, you know, George Clooney. Just have sex. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to say that with with Emmy. What I'm going to say to Emmy, Emmy, is do the same thing with relationships. Mm-hmm. Go have a just whatever relationship. Just break the seal. Break the seal. Go on dates. Yeah. Go on dates. Even if it's a bad date, you then get at least a story out of it and also the information of what you're looking for. I went on a bad date once where the guy snapped his fingers at the waiter and I that was the first time I'd ever seen that happen. I was like I don't want that. Yeah, there you go. You <laughs> and learned. And then I knew, yes, that one date, I remember it to this day. And I learned something, it might seem minute, but it represents so much more. And I learned that by yeah. going on a bad date. Bad dates are the best. <laughs> yes. All right. Do you think Afterwards, we... <laughs> not during, during, not that fun. All right, Emmy, I hope this was the pep talk you needed. Yeah. It, it sounds like you know, like you know, and so just rip off the band-aid. Yeah. And, and look, we have 
I think, in my experience, and I've had quite a bit, I, we have the perfect relationship. And still, our moments of like Disney, you know, social media glory are like one hour out of yes. every week. That's like, come on, it doesn't exist. I'm so glad you're saying that. And, yeah. I, and I hope, Emmy, or anyone listening takes that to heart, is that these funny moments or the, the most romanticized moments or the most airbrushed, filtered moments, mm-hmm. that, that's really just... It, it is authentic to our relationship, sure. but it's not, it doesn't represent 100% no. of the time. Most of it is like, what, where did you put the, the toothpaste? Why is this, <laughs> you know, this was here and now it's there. Yeah, I like, can't find my screwdriver. Like you being annoyed that I you? hadn't, like you were annoyed with me for not buying more ketchup. And well, can never I mean, be without ketchup. I mean, your job is the ketchup, you're in the ketchup department. <laughs> but, you know, and Andy needs his ketchup. I had to go out and get ketchup. You did. It was a tragedy. <laughs> All right. Do you think we answered that one? I think we did. Emmy? Hopefully we lit a fire under your ass. Go have a shitty relationship (laughs) now. All right, moving on. This next question is from Anonymous. Dear Shandy, thanks for your podcast. I find it very entertaining and your views very fresh. Oh, fresh. Fresh. Is that like like 80s fresh or is that like produce fresh? Maybe a little bit of both. Mm. So curious for your take on this situation. I've recently been dating a guy I met from an app. It's been about a one and a half months during which we've seen each other on average at least four to five times a week and have had conversations on exclusivity. For example, he has told me he is not seeing anyone else and I have said the same. Overall, it's been going well, but my question is on his relationships with women. I know you talked about it being possible to be friends with your exes, but this guy seems to be particularly close to many women. He's also conventionally very attractive, in my opinion, which makes me think these women may just be staying in touch with him for the possibility of something more. Let me give the specific example I'm talking about. He texted me last night stating his female friend, who he has a platonic relationship with, is doing a road trip and wants to stay with him next week. Given we've only been dating about a month, I felt the only appropriate response was, sure, I trust you if you say it's platonic. How long will she stay? He answered that she had asked to stay with him for one and a half to two weeks. Uh. (laughs) Exclamation mark, question mark. He had told her that it would not be possible, but it would likely still be five days. For context, he lives in a one-bedroom apartment, probably around 600 square feet, in a suburb outside a second-tier city in North Carolina, so not really a major tourist spot, and certainly not warranting a two-week stay after a 10-hour drive from the Northeast. 600 square feet? Yes. So it's 300 square feet for her. I guess. Wow. Not to mention his apartment is fairly small and awkwardly configured. The bathroom has two doors that open into the living room and bedroom, so there's really very little privacy. He said we should talk about this tonight and that maybe it's possible for him to stay at my place. Issue is I'm staying with my mom here and he's not yet done an overnight due to his discomfort with this. So I'm wary if he's actually seriously offering this. Or I could stay with them while she's over and share a bathroom with two other people. No thanks. I understand there can be platonic friendships between men and women, but I've never heard of a case where opposite gender friends can stay with each other alone in a small one bedroom for nearly a week. I will speak with him tonight and depending on this may give an update, but was curious as to one, how you would feel about such a request from a guy you've known for one and a half months but are exclusive with, and two, how you would position that you're uncomfortable with this type of situation. I cannot in my life think of any friend, male or female, that I would ask to stay with for two weeks, even in their house, let alone an apartment. 
In the context of his other friendships with women, he's told me that he's good friends with several of his exes, mostly from college and high school, but also a local woman he claims to have gone on a few dates with on an app a couple of years ago and now does work with at a cafe once a week. The latter I'm fine with. I actually met her and she is dating someone, although I still find it a little strange that this guy keeps in touch with so many women he's at least had romantic ties with. And then she did send a follow-up 11 days later saying that it turns out he had indeed hooked up with the person, the woman who wants to stay at his place, eight months prior and previously dated her. And she did not end up staying over as Anonymous mentioned she was uncomfortable. They had a fight over it and almost broke up but reconciled. Hmm... She says, I'm really bothered by his habits of keeping these friends with benefits around him, even if this all occurred before he met me. Is this something I should be more worried about, or am I too worried about it? Thank you both, Anonymous. So, what, my question is, what kind of road trip is this? <laughs> just just <laughs> road tripping for yeah. no better, no better reason than just enjoying the, the wide expanse of America? I'm torn on this one because in general, I think friendships with exes or even hookups is totally fine and mm-hmm. can be healthy and yeah, I, I think reflects a lot of maturity in both parties. Absolutely. But what stands out to me about this one is the volume, assuming it is as many people as she says. She just mm-hmm. sort of says he has a lot of friendships with women. This is where I want some more specificity. There's the woman he works with and then this other woman who's coming into town. Is that it? Are there three more, five more? I don't ten really more? need specificity on these friend girlfriends. First of all, I think that w- guys who date women at the core for the friendship yeah. are guys you want to date. And generally, guys who date women because they're really good friends, and then there's the other stuff, usually and often, not usually maybe, but often do stay friends with those girlfriends. So I don't have any issue with that. The number is probably, I don't know, if it, as you said, if it's like seven or eight or nine, it gets a little weird, yeah. but I still am okay with that. The thing I'm not okay with is that he allowed this poison into the relationship, this new this relationship that he's supposedly trying to foster, trying to make a good impression, trying to make her comfortable, so feel early. loved. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Two weeks, five days, even, okay, one day, fine, if it's a work trip. I don't hear any work here. What work is she doing? Is she is she doing a survey of the land across America? I what mean, is she doing? She didn't even claim it's a work trip. It's a road trip. That's what I'm saying. It th- doesn't sound like a work trip. It sounds like a road. She's just having a pleasure trip through America. One of her stops is two weeks with her ex-boyfriend. Well, which is what she asked for. Yeah. It oh, does and then seem... he, he allowed her to only stay five days to give his... And then it didn't happen at all. At the And there was listen, a fight over it. All he had to do was tell her, listen... I'm really sorry, but I just started. I met this girl that I really like, and I, I think she's going to be a little freaked out by this. My apartment's really small. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a great idea. If you want to stay like one or two nights, I think that would be okay. Mm-hmm. But can I just run it by her first? Yeah, he didn't do any of that. He just dropped on her. Oh, by the way, girl, used to hook up with, staying for two weeks. Well. It sounds more like the friend asked if she could stay one and a half to two weeks. And then he said, mm, that's too long, maybe five days. And then circled back with the girlfriend. I'm sorry, I but know. five days is still, that's the, that's basically a week. Well, and this is coming, by the way, from we're, I mean, you're a true New Yorker. I've been here for a very long time. We know what it's like to have out of towners stay over. Like when I had oh, my yeah. studio apartment. When I was a student, I, I feel like I had people sleeping on my futon every other weekend. It's a function of living in a city and having an apartment in, in, a, in a desirable sure. city. 
But I, so I do find it a little odd that, you know, as she mentioned, he lives in a suburb of North Carolina. It's not exactly this tourist attraction. Yes. Why is she why going, is she there, going and there? And why was she going for two weeks and wanting to stay with him? Is she like, I've always wanted to see the suburbs of Philadelphia? North Carolina. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Either way. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. You know, I just to circle back slightly, you just dropped a major piece of wisdom without even realizing it. And that was you always want to date a guy who dates for friendships. Mm-hmm. And you just said that so casually, but that's really valuable intel. Mm. It's true. Yeah. You want to date someone who likes you as a person and wants to spend time with you and then is also attracted to you. Isn't that nice? Yes. Bonus. It's a bonus. So overall, what is your spidey sense telling you about this guy? My spidey sense is telling me that this guy is, is two things. One, inconsiderate to allow this into the relationship and two, not super serious about this girl. And if he is super serious about this girl, then he has a very, he really needs to work on this arrangement he has with all this harem of ex-girlfriends. It's not cool. Like, I believe I'm the last person in the world to criticize a guy for staying friends with exes. Mm-hmm. I have friends who are exes we, yes. and I love them. And and maybe that's why our take is so fresh. It's 80s fresh. <laughs> because we are both friends with many of our exes. Mm-hmm. But I will say, how many hookups are you still friends with? Because she did say that he has friendships with former friends with benefits. I'm friends with a couple of hookups. Yeah. Like two, though. Two. One of which Literally came to our two. wedding. One of which came to our wedding. Yeah. And she's lovely. And yes. we're friends. We're probably going to be friends till we die. We don't talk every day. We don't even talk every month. But I, I adore her as a human being, and I respect that. However, I would never, if I met you, well, well I did meet you, so I can actually <laughs> use this as an example. When I met you, mm-hmm. in that first six weeks, I would never have let any of these girls stay over at my place, even for two nights. That's to me just it's just stupid. It's reckless. Why would you do that? How are you going to explain it? No matter how you explain it, unless the girl's the coolest girl in the world, she's going to be like, uh, yeah, no, I I see your point. And did she mention their ages? I don't think it matters. I guess I I, for me, I'm kind of curious, even though I don't see it just from a standpoint of like, are they 22 and can one of them not? get a hotel or you know what I mean? Okay, like there's a I sort of life saying. stage factor. I, I see what you're saying. But what bothers me about this is it, it's kind of like adjacent to your can, complaint. Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. There's no way this guy has this entire group of ex-girlfriend friends if he's only 22. Unless oh, he's been having true. girlfriends since he was like 10, <laughs> which is possible, but not serious. But she could also be exaggerating about how many there are. Like how many friendships there are. Like that's why this ties back to why I want a specific number. Are we talking two? Or is it just the two? Or is there five? Right. But that's secondary to the primary issue, which is that he's not treating this early relationship with the kind of delicacy and respect that it needs. And that ties into my adjacent complaint, which mm. is that he put it on her to be the kind of jealous girlfriend who t- yes. who has to take issue with yes. something that is actually really fishy and a little strange. That's the disrespect part. Yeah. I don't love that he put it on her. It was up to her to be like... Very sloppy. Yeah. And just, I always find that a little annoying. But in this case, it really is a little strange. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I personally, first of all, if a girl... Not a girl. If anyone, if my grandmother, may she rest in peace, were to stay at my house, anybody... 
they're going to see me in my underwear at some point. There's no question about it. I'm going to be in my underwear voluntarily or involuntarily. They're going to see me in my underwear, probably wearing black socks and underwear, a terrible look. But the point is, is that they who have hooked up before are going to be in this tiny room. Are you telling me that in five days, I don't care what the history is. I don't care where they are right Mm -hmm. now in their lives. Are you telling me that somewhere in those five, I know it's been downgraded out of five days in those, (laughs) those short five days, there's not going to be some point where there's some serious sexual tension. 100%, especially considering he and anonymous have been together for a month and a half and he dated this girl eight months ago. So it's only been six and a half months, give or take a few weeks. Yeah. Since he was fully dating this girl. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. He's the the whole other half of the question I have no issue with. Have a hundred ex-girlfriend yes. friends. I don't care. It's a little weird, but have as many <laughs> as you want. Yes. If you're in the beginning, like honeymoon stages mm-hmm. of a new romance, yeah, take it easy. You're at that point you have it's like a little tiny seedling. Like you're trying to give it the right amount of water, yeah. the right amount of light. You want it to grow legs, to grow roots. Yeah. And then you'd throw this into the mix. And yeah. it becomes a fight? Yeah. He's throwing out his like used cooking grease into that plant. There's no love whatsoever. <laughs> this is a terrible move. And, yeah. and she should be. When I first heard the question, yeah. as I heard it, I was like, I'm going to side with the guy. Yeah. I'm siding with the guy. This is great. He has a lot of ex-girlfriend yeah, friends. It, He's probably a quality dude. Mm-hmm. But as it got into this visitor mm-hmm. and the road trip mm-hmm. to the suburbs. <laughs> I don't know if I needed quotes on that. <laughs> That people know what suburbs are. That's literal suburbs. <laughs> but uh, that's that's very fishy. It is very fishy. And inconsiderate. Most important. And, and sloppy. And he put it on her, which really, really bugs me. He forced her to seem jealous and controlling over what would really bother just about anyone, even the most chill and fresh people <laughs> i honestly if i i am the least jealous person know, in the world that if you were in canada and like you're like oh my ex you know yeah, yeah, who yeah. i know you're friends with like even we won't name them but the one who you're clearly just friends yeah, with, yeah stayed over for two weeks i'd be like that's a little weird even yeah. the, just a little not, i wouldn't be upset let's yeah. be honest but i'd be like that's a little weird well and even in that case we dated like a decade ago. Yeah. And you've met him multiple times totally. and have hung out with him. Oh, yeah, we're friends. Yeah. Like, even that, I would be like, it's a tiny bit weird. Yeah. Like the tiniest bit. I, I almost wouldn't notice. It was a tiny bit weird. Imagine if you had just been hooking up with him like a couple of seasons ago. Like two seasons and ago. And I just started dating you. We didn't live. It's like, no, sorry. No. You're right. You anonymous, anonymous you're right. are right. And this is coming from two people who. I keep bringing it back to fresh. I love being called fresh. Fresh. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> like, oh, See? fresh. Oh, wait. Where am I going? Where? where? What, what is that right there? Pac-Man. Is Pac-Man, Pac-Man fresh? Well, it's when people used to say fresh when they played Pac-Man in the 80s. <laughs> I, I didn't plan on this, but I'm just saying I'm wearing an 80s themed sock. Okay. And fresh was the word you said in the 80s. Totally unironically. Like I said it many times. Really? Without that's irony. Oh, oh, yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's fresh. No. <laughs> All the time. Oh, wow. I don't know if I've ever seen yeah. you as it so replaced old. It <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. I was old. I'm still old. It, it replaced cool for like 10 years and then fresh got like sort of kicked oh, to the Oh, I've never curb. used fresh like that. Oh, watch MTV in the 80s. Watch old MTV that constantly, everybody, rappers, <laughs> VJs, everyone's saying fresh. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. But my point is this is coming from people who I think are... I'm not going to talk in the third person. This is coming from us, mm-hmm. who we both are friends with multiple exes. Yeah. 
And I would say you're reasonably close with one former hookup. For me, I've got like mild hookups here and there. We're like friendly. I wouldn't say we talk regularly, but I have gotten coffee with one or two here or there. So I think we're pretty open minded about the friendship aspect. But in this particular case, no, I actually think that the way he handled this is in and of itself a red flag. Yes. For as a partner. And there's nothing wrong with her playing hardball with him about this. If she could, she has two choices. She Mm -hmm. can play it totally cool. But then now he's on high alert. Basically, he went from being like, oh, this is cool. This is new. This is fun to like you are on watch. Yeah. You're on notice like you. You got two strikes now. Or she could just approach him and be like, look, this is not cool. I'm not sure what girl would be okay with this, Mm -hmm. but I'm not cool with this. And take that for what it's worth. Do what you want to do. This doesn't make me this feels weird. Yeah, the sheer volume of how many there there seems to be and how he handled this particular thing makes me think he likes the attention. Yes, he likes to have people fighting over him or at least like figuratively yeah, fighting while over feigning him. Yeah, cluelessness, which is always irritating. I'd love to meet this guy. All we need, I wish we could have five minutes with the guy of all these questions was we would know 100% what's going on. But we now we have to guess what kind of guy he is. Our guess is pretty educated. When though. people submit questions, should they also submit videos yeah. of the person <laughs> they're talking about? <laughs> a hidden video of him just doing regular stuff. <laughs> like washing the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> so anonymous, Shandy's on your side yeah. in this one. Even though I think actually we both kind of went into it being like, oh, it's fine. He's friends with his exes. That's nice. Yeah. It but got worse. Now as we talked about it, we are we are as perturbed as you are, yeah. I would say. I would say in a way, depending on how you want to look at this, if you want to look at the glass as half full, you're in the driver's seat now because he's committed a, a foul and yep. you now can't do much wrong. I wouldn't freak out on him. I would take the path of quietly putting him in the doghouse or actively putting him in the doghouse. Either one. I just want to also point out something that I feel was missing from this email, and that is how the fight played out. Oh, yeah. Important. I feel like that's really missing from this. I, For future email writers, an anonymous tisk tisk. Yeah. Because I think how the fight played out and then was reconciled is really valuable information that we're missing yeah, from this conversation. Another piece of evidence that would really help yes how it escalated to fight territory and who then was how the aggressor it yes how defensive he was mm-hmm. how much of an issue he had with her saying she was uncomfortable with it just the whole thing i want more details but yep. what are you gonna do we'll get a follow-up from her maybe <laughs> maybe so anonymous we're on your team and i hope that us hashing this out helped good luck good luck all right this next question is also from anonymous dear shandy I am an Asian American man in my late 20s. I have a good career and my life is generally going well. I have had to move around a lot for work. COVID has been very difficult because I have not been able to see very many friends or family because I had to move and had to be very careful about social distancing before I was vaccinated. I am moving again and will hopefully begin to settle into a city. I am writing to you because I am in my late 20s, but I have very little dating history. I have been on one very nice date a few years ago, but that was about it. I have been very busy with work and school, and between moving around for work and COVID, I feel like I am very far behind in dating and relationships as I start to get closer to my 30s. I was hoping to get your advice about a few things. How should I bring this up with any potential date? 
I worry that I will not make a good first impression because I don't have a lot of experience with going on dates and connecting with people in that way. I am also very self-conscious about kissing because I have so little experience. Mm. Seeing Katie kick off Connor for his kissing on the most recent season of The Bachelorette really worried me. You know what's sad? The first thing I thought of when he said he doesn't have experience kissing is Connor. Connor B. TV. TV. Did him dirty. I felt like when I was younger that I was a little bit of a late bloomer, but now I'm starting to get a little worried about it. I worry that I have missed out on a lot of the learning experiences most people go through in high school, college, and just as an adult in their 20s. Best regards, Anonymous. Yeah. <sighs> Anonymous, maybe maybe my answer is naive, and Andy, you can totally jump in. I think you should disclose this pretty early on because I think that it is, it's a part of who you are. And the right woman will not be turned off by it. That's important. The right woman will not be turned off by it. You're, the whole point of dating is to attract someone who is into what you are. Not to have a sort of facade mm-hmm. or to give off this impression of something that would attract the kind of mate you want. The kind of mate you want to attract is attracted to who you are. Yeah. I know that sounds really cliche, but it's true. I agree with that. I think you always lead with the truth with the broad personality traits. You know, if you, the little dirty details you can save for like, you know, the two months in. But I don't think this is the issue. I think the issue is about him. And I think he needs to ask himself some questions, particularly why hasn't he dated? Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not vilifying him for not dating. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. I'm just saying, why hasn't he dated? Work, family, this, those aren't excuses for not dating. There are people who work 20 hours a day who go on dates all the time. So there's something going on here. And I think, I personally think he's not being, he's either not being honest with us or he's not being honest with himself about why he hasn't dated at all in, into his late 20s. And I think the question is less about logistics and more about why. Why is he chosen because it's a choice Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how hard you work how much school you're doing there's always time for dating if you want it so does does he have any other thoughts as to why he hasn't dated does he have any other feelings that he's not getting in touch with as to why he hasn't dated is he really shy well that's the feeling i'm getting i'm getting a combination of shyness insecurity fear of rejection all of which are valid i think especially for a man today i also get the impression and this could just be me projecting my in my asianness on this situation but i think that there's this like hunker down and achieve your goals mentality mm-hmm. and it's like he and, and this could totally be me overstepping but again i have experience with this of just achieving your goals and becoming a worthy partner to your future spouse. You know what I mean? Understood. Like, I can't help but wonder if him achi- achieving everything he wants to achieve in work and school and all the things will then create something that will attract the right partner instead of him just sort of going out and like our, with Emmy, him learning what he needs and wants. Sure. I agree with you. It could be a cultural thing, but even then, it's still a little suspect there's something else at work here. Because mm-hmm. no matter how busy you are, no matter how much you want to succeed, and no matter how much how goal-oriented you are in your life, no matter how much family pressure you have, e- even cultural issues aside, you're going to want to date someone. Yeah. And I would love to know more about what's really at the heart of him not dating anybody. 
there's something else. My advice is don't put too much pressure on it. Be honest with your dates. Yeah. And And actually go on them. Go on dates. Yeah. Because I agree with that. I feel like, and hopefully anonymous, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know that we often talk about wishing men would make a move at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Once in a while. Yeah. And, you know, you said you went on one lovely date years ago. I wonder what happened there. If maybe it didn't end up the way he wanted it to. I can't help but if he thought it was a lovely date and it was just one date that he ended up getting rejected. Sure. And so what I would say to you is rejection is an inherent part of dating and you there's no reward without risk. Mm-hmm. And I on, I genuinely do believe that rejection makes you stronger and better. 100%. And it makes you appreciate, as we said with Emmy, the successes, you know, not, not to call the other one, the other things failures, mm-hmm. but the successes are just that much sweeter. I'll take it a step further. Until you've had your heart fully broken, mm-hmm. I don't think you're ready for a permanent relationship. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You're not a complete person. And heartbreak, I don't think, has to look like you're getting rejected either. It could be heartbreak over something beautiful that you mutually end. That's still heartbreaking. Sure, sure. Any kind of heartbreak romantically, I think, is a necessary rite of passage to get to the place you need to be to have the, quote, perfect relationship. And so Anonymous, hopefully, that will motivate you to at least put yourself in a position where... You could find love or get your heart broken. Either yeah. way, it's not a quote-unquote failure. Absolutely. And, and most importantly, the beginning phases of dating in anyone's life, whether they start at 13 or 50, yeah. should be fun and yes. light. And if you want to attract a mate yeah. or even someone who wants to go on a date, that rhymes, didn't mean <laughs> it to, you want to seem like you're fun. Yeah. No one wants to date a guy who's like, I'm 29 and I haven't dated anybody and I, I, I need to find somebody fast. That's, no one wants I'm that. I'm so Nobody. glad you're touching on that because I really firmly think that all anyone wants in relationships is someone to have fun yep. with. Fun. Oh. Yep. Like, relax. Mm-hmm. Relax, be yourself. If the person you're with isn't ha- doesn't seem to be having fun with you, they're not your person. Kids or work. Bring- Relationships shouldn't be work. I always say this. I I, I, I know that are kids work. are work. Yes. Relationships are not work. They shouldn't be. Shouldn't be work. Certainly not in the beginning. Not. Okay, fine. Ten years in, fine. Maybe some, some work. At times. Some compromise. But I mean, we Compromise are- is not necessarily work. It's yeah. compromise. Relationships should be fun. Mm-hmm. In the first year, they should be fun. <laughs> like stupid fun. Yeah. So think about that. I kind of want Anonymous to meet Emmy. <laughs> I know. Can, they, can we do that? I wish we had like a net where we should have like a Dear Shandy social network yeah. where we just like pair people. It's like a dating site. We're like, okay, you have this problem. You need this. Boom. <laughs> Match. I mean, Emmy would get the fairy tale story she wants. Yeah. And they would both rip off the band-aid of finally dating and putting themselves out there. We're making a lot of assumptions here, but I agree with the premise. Do we have any kissing tips for Anonymous? Oh, man. This is a whole... No, this is you. This is you. Give kissing tips. Andy, Andy's the best kisser I've ever kissed, and I've kissed a lot of guys. Well, <laughs> kissing tips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say kiss like it's the most delicious... Peach. Peach. 
you've ever had, but you also don't want to get your mouth too covered in peach juice. <laughs> you put me on the spot. That's the best I can come up with. No, we could I, do a whole episode on kissing if you want. No, I, I think that's actually good advice. You don't want it to get too wet. And don't go in with tense lips. I cannot stress enough. No one wants to kiss a hard lip. But also not too soft. Well, you can't be like you're on Novocaine, like drooling. <laughs> but you want to have a lip that's relaxed. Relax the lips. The lips must be relaxed. Like just like, do extra. Relax. And I think a huge part of kissing is intuition. Yeah. It's kind of like oral. <laughs> yes. Well, just in that it's... Not- yeah, I it's agree. It's a lot of like, yes, like response and action. You know what I mean? You like, have to read your audience yes. constantly. Yes. And also not too much tongue, but not no tongue. Not too much though. Yes. Not, especially not in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Go easy on the tongue. Yeah. Just go easy. It's better to have a little not enough tongue than a little too much tongue. Oh, always. <laughs> always. Oh, and then face touching. A little face touching always helps. I don't, not not too hard, not too weirdly. Just like a nice, gentle, like, I, like you're holding a, a small bird or something. <laughs> An injured sparrow. <laughs> I'll say this. As the woman in the room, I have never not liked it when a guy like did the face or kind of like head hold. At least partially. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the head hold. I'll, I'll do it on this side so you can see. But just sort of like this. Oh yeah. I don't know how the chin. I'm a little uh, about. No, the chin. You gotta really. That's advanced. You yeah, gotta watch you gotta out. Really, that can seem aggressive. Not, yeah, and that's not for everyone. Yeah. But if you're already in kissing mode, you're already kissing. It's great to have a hand. Then do this. Oh, you love that hand. I think. Yeah. I mean, I maybe I'm alone. I just find it a little weird when you're kissing and both hands are just like down. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Terrible. The, the hands down, that's just weird. That's actually obscene. It's, it's, I can't even think about looking at that. But if your left hand is doing a little face or back of the head touching and your right hand happens to wander to the upper regions of the buttocks, <laughs> this is also acceptable. I think let's aim lower back. Lower back. Okay. Yeah. He's just starting out. Lower yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. One For- hand on the lower back. Gently, very gently, not creepily, nothing, stay away from creepy, gently stroking the lower back, one hand holding the baby injured sparrow over here, <laughs> relaxed lips, very relaxed, not too much tongue, not no tongue, but almost no tongue on the first few kisses, yeah. and just relax. And only a small to medium amount of peach juice. Like this. <laughs> it's like you're doing like a salsa. All right. Yeah, yeah, very little peach juice. Don't don't get covered with peach juice. I mean, that's just the best I can do there. <laughs> and to circle back, anonymous, we feel, or at least you feel, and I agree with you, is that you're not being either honest with us or with yourself about why you haven't dated as much mm-hmm. as you feel you should have by this age. No. And not to say that there's any judgment. It's just that you're the one that sounds insecure about where you are. Absolutely. Have an honest talk with your date yes. if they ask and have an honest talk with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you will attract the right person by being honest about who you are. And I think it's way better for a date to understand why you're not making a move or, or not as smooth is because you have so little experience in them just thinking that you have no game. Precisely. You know? Precisely. Because one is like a clean slate that can be explored together and is actually a really beautiful thing while the mm-hmm. other one is like you could just be written off yep. for the wrong reason. And have fun.
ASMR fun. Wait, that sounds sexual. What? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> All right, anonymous. I hope this helped, and good luck. Should we put the? Should we put him in touch with Emmy? <laughs> I want to. We really should have a social network. That's my dream. I know Dear Shandy will have been a true success when we get oh God, a imagine? wedding out of it. <laughs> and no. we can officiate. Oh. That's my wet dream. I do think there should be a Dear Shandy app where it's like a dating app where people, all people who've written in or called in like are on the app and you can just pick and decide <laughs> who you want. <laughs> I want to date that girl from episode 18. Yeah. I mean, something to say about that. All right, this next question is from Noel. Noel, Noel. Noel, Noel. Born is a something <laughs> on Christmas Day. Born is the king of Israel. Oh, right. That's a tough one. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. All right, this next question is from Noel. Dear Shandy, my boyfriend, 27, of two and a half years broke up with me two months ago and it has been so confusing and I need advice as to what I should do. To give you some backstory, he and I work in the same industry and our jobs constantly take us away for work. I, a 25-year-old female, live in Chicago and am based out of Chicago for work. My ex lives in Key Largo, Florida, but is based out of Chicago for work. He is the sweetest guy and has an awesome heart. For the last two years, I never doubted his love for me and trusted him. For years, we have really made the distance slash weird schedules work. He spent time with me in Chicago on off days, and I also went down to Florida a lot to spend time down there. We had always been really serious and definitely planned on being together long term, but this past May, things got real. My lease was going to be up in July and I was considering resigning or moving down to the Miami area. My plans were to do the same job but just in Miami. His job is up in the air because he has a job offer with another company but does not have a start date which really complicates things. In the midst of talking about where I should move, we talked about where we both wanted to be long term. For the past year or more, we agreed that we would live in Florida. I like the Miami slash Fort Lauderdale area, but now that things got real, he decided he was dead set on living in the Florida Keys. While I like visiting there, it's not a great place to have a life. It's super <laughs> secluded. The commute to Miami is terrible and it just has small town vibes. I 100% do not want to raise a family there. When we began dating, he told me he liked it there but never wanted to move back. He did not really like growing up there, he claimed, but ever since his dad unexpectedly passed in May 2019, he just wants to be there and live there. Basically, I told him if we needed to break up because we couldn't agree on a city to live in, that's okay. I didn't want to, but also we are adults and we have to make hard choices like that. Well, it backfired on me because he decided to break up with me. I oh, did dear. not see that coming. The split was very confusing because it was very loving and kind. I have talked to him on and off since the breakup and we met up three times for hours to talk about everything and once more for a few hours on the phone. When we are together, things just feel so normal and so good. When he talked about his reasoning for the breakup, he says that when he thinks about our life 20 years in the future, he doesn't think our goals align, which is completely not true. We have always had the same future goals, but he can't see past the whole living in the Key Largo thing. It's literally the goal he is talking about. 
20 years seems ridiculous. Literally, who knows what can happen in 20 years? Plus, he feels very aimless in his career and really does not enjoy his job because it's stressful and he is overworked. He is really going through a lot right now, so I feel for him. He said he just wants to be alone right now, but he still loves me so much and wants me to be happy and to remain friends. I love him so much and I really want to be with him, but I'm not sure if he is going through things or he decided he just no longer wants to be with me. I'm not dating him at this point, but I am not sure I want to be friends because he really hurt me. I also don't want to feel as though I'm waiting around for him because he can't get his stuff together and deal with his life woes right now. I want to give him time and space, but I just feel like he's not willing to compromise anything and would rather just be alone. And then I followed up with her to get a question. What was the question? And she said, if I had to sum it up in one question, it would be, should I stay friends and keep the door open to getting back together? Okay, I'm gonna say something that's kind of tough love here. Yeah, he what was he was looking for an out. It's not a good reason. So you think he was already looking for an out, and then the Key Largo thing was He's just a passive guy. He had a few toes out of the relationship. Yeah, and he welcomed the out. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. I'm sorry, but there was no reason here to end this relationship, particularly to suddenly go full bore to like let's be friends. He was looking for something. It sounds like he's, you know, his father passed in May 2019. It renewed an interest in where he was from. He probably wants to be around his family. I understand all of that. And he's also unsure about his career things right now. So there's a lot happening. But at the end of the day, Noel, he broke up with you. He's not fighting for you. He's not fighting for you. And he's also maintaining that. It wasn't mm-hmm. a rash decision where he's like, no. fine, you don't want to move to Florida. Exactly. Peace. Like, yes. then we're breaking up. And then it's kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. In this case, he's talking long term why they don't work. You're right. I, I, whether or not he was, you know, really thinking about a way out, a way out has come. And he sure as hell pounced on it. Right. It's kind of like I would compare it to when like sometimes on a Saturday night when there are big boxing matches and, you know, we're thinking about what we can do. And really the whole time I think I really want to watch this boxing match. And sometimes you'd be like, oh, is there a boxing match? I'm like, yes, there is. (laughs) It's not like there's any subtlety there. I get the feeling that conversation kind of went the same way. I get the feeling that she brought this up and he was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we should break up. Cool. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It kind of sounds like she brought the breakup up as a tactic. Totally. If we're honest, Noel. Yes. We've all done it. We Oh, we have all done it. We have been mm-hmm. there. No judgment. But it does sound like it was a tactic. And he called your bluff. Man, oh, man, did he call your bluff. Yeah, he just, boom, went all in. Yeah, which is, frankly, a good... I don't want to say that it's a, the tactic worked. It may not have worked in the way you wanted it to work, but it worked in that you got the information likely sooner than later that he is not invested in this relationship. Yeah, he's not. The question here is not whether she should remain friends with him or not. Yeah. That's irrelevant. If you want Well, to it's remain, an obvious no. Yeah, it's 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 you don't, such an obvious you no. You need uh, you need no Cut. friends for a while, maybe snip, one day snip, in the future. Snip. Yeah, exactly. More not snip 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 like like <laughs> chainsaw like <laughs> It just sawdust is left. But one day in the future, who knows? No one can predict the future. Maybe you guys have a family one day in 10 Mm -hmm. years. It doesn't matter. For now, it's over. He made it very clear he's not willing to fight for you at all. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, unless maybe the paraphrasing of the experience has got to me, like maybe there was more nuance to it. But it sounds like he didn't fight. He didn't raise one 
finger, not one digit of one finger to fight for her. No. For well, what reason? Because he wants to stay in a place in Florida? Or he wants to, something, his dad died. Okay, well, I know. She's making all the sacrifices. She's willing to move to Florida from Chicago. It's over. To a city of her choice. He gets to stay in Florida. I'm not saying that he's, you know, where his family is, but it's a huge sacrifice that she's willing to make for this relationship. And he's not willing to even do that. You know what this is? You know what this is? This a is hammer? A clock, a very heavy clock ticking <laughs> down the moments of the rest of her life when she's not going to be out there dating other guys thinking about oh, this guy. Oh, that's powerful when you put it like that. That's it. Watch this. Is that one? A- Two, they keep going down the drain. Yeah. Stop thinking about him. Move on. Yeah. Date other guys. He's gone. <laughs> One day he might come back. Don't think about that. Yeah. Look at this. It's still going. How he many might of these come back, but 15? he sure as hell is not going to come back because she waited. Nope. Am I still on the right rhythm? It is so, somewhat. This is... Wait, I'm going to do it in rhythm. This is a perfect... Uh, Poor T to cut off all communication. Noel, seriously, he's telling you he doesn't want to be with you. I understand you have a heart for what he's going through. It sounds like he is going through a lot. Maybe he's depressed or something. There's a lot of issues here. But at the end of the day, there's a difference between him going through this stuff and wanting to stay with you and then you you can help him through it and provide support for him. But in this case, he is telling you, he said he wants to be alone right now. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can do to help someone who doesn't want to A, be helped and B, even want to be with you. And by the way, not that you want this and not that I'm encouraging this, but the only way to get him to maybe not want to be alone and want to be back with you is to cut off communication. Yeah. To the, Completely. Which, bring, which brings us to our answer. Noel, nothing good can come from being his friend right now. Zero. Nothing. And as we talked about, Friends with Exes, one of our all-time favorite episodes, mm-hmm. episode number five, when yep. we had Margie, your ex-fiance, on. Yep. Even you guys, who are wonderful friends to this day. We took... Three years off hmm. of like, yes, once every like six or seven months, there'd be some text, yeah. like, but it would be something like, oh, I just saw this thing that you really like. You should go see this yeah. movie or this museum yeah. or whatever. It was totally nothing romantic. It was just like, I thought of you. Mm-hmm. You really like this. Go see it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Three years, nothing a girl that I was dying over, I was madly in love with, spent every waking minute with for yeah. a year and a half. Nothing. And it was the best decision of my life and of hers. Noel, I think you should really heed Andy's heavy clock analogy. Still going. She already lost just in this time. You know, I think people need to remember that relationships end... They, well, actually, I sounded like I was going to go somewhere with that sentence, but really, relationships end. Yes. Relationships end. How many relationships are really going to end up being the one? Very, very few, if you think about it. Yep. How many of our relationships ended before we found the one that we never wanted to end? In this case, Noel, he ended it. 
Yes. He wanted to end it. Yes. It has, I think you're right. The more I think about it, the more I think you're right. Had she been willing to move to the Florida Keys, would he be cool with that? I bet you he would find some other reason. Yeah. Something about the 20-year plan. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, actually, I, I, I just realized my life goal is to live in, you know, the Bahamas. Like it would just keep <laughs> he changing. He keeps moving his yeah, location he just keeps to places moving around, around the general, like, <laughs> Western hemisphere. But... um. It's interesting what you said, because I've always I've thought about this and I actually made the mistake once of saying this to a date in the first I mean, a, a girl in the first month I was dating her. But when you agree to date someone, yeah, like when you're like, we are dating. Yeah. Ninety five percent of the time you're basically saying we are breaking up. Yeah. And Depending I, on how much I you date, it could that, be ninety nine point nine percent. It was I said that stupidly. And this is another mistake I learned. Don't do this. I said that to a girl once. This is a long time ago. I said we were great. I had told her I loved her. It was everything was great. And I said while we were like enjoying a real moment, we were drunk, we were dancing. And I said, isn't it really weird that one day we're probably going to hate each other? <laughs> and she was not into that. <laughs> I love that you said that. It was dumb. Ooh, that's amazing. Only funny now, 20 years later. But anyway. Yeah. That. Too honest. That did not go well, that yeah. relationship. But it was, you were right. Prescient. But also obvious that it was going to happen. Yeah. Okay, Noelle, hopefully, I, I, I don't know if she's going to listen to us, if I'm honest. She's I, not. I have a, a gut feeling about this that one that Noelle is not going to take I agree place. with you. And I, and I wish she would. I, I beg you, Noelle. Yeah. From this day forth... No texts, no calls, no emails, no thinking heavily. Move on with your life. <laughs> That's the sign of moving on. This is the other thing. For what it's worth, I guarantee you, you will look back on this moment and be so happy about it. If she behaves accordingly. Well... Here's the difference. She can choose to be his friend and sort of hold out for him and waste six months, 12 months, a year and a half, sort of holding out hope and holding a candle for this relationship while the clock ticks. Which, by the way, we're not talking about a biological clock, by the way. That's not what we're no, talking about. I'm just about. talking about a clock that yeah. has but things just time. that spin around. Time is finite. Yeah. You only have so much time on this earth. How much of that time do you want to spend holding a candle for someone who has told you to your face that he does not want to be with you and is using a 20-year plan yeah. as his excuse? I wish guys would just be more upfront. Just be like, I don't want to be with you anymore. Do you know how many emails I get along these lines? So he told me this list of reasons why he doesn't think we can work. But I, and then the person naturally will start analyzing, but, but that's not true. Or they have like counter arguments for each reason. Tell Just say, I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah. It's amazing. If that, ha I mean, the world would work perfectly. <laughs> it would. It's too much to ask. Yeah. Humans are not built like that. We're very imperfect machines. But to get back to my point, Noel. You will look back on this breakup as a blessing. Yes. You will. We guarantee it. Guarantee. Dear Shandy, guarantee. All of my breakups before, total blessings. Every single one. Blessing. Blessing. Blessings. Blessing. I'm telling you, this 
is one of the happiest times of your life. Mm-hmm. You will look back on this, no matter what happens in your life, and you'll be like, ah, remember those freewheeling days where I stopped dating that guy and I could do anything I want? Yes, yes, you can do anything you want. You can go on a dating app, you can go out to, I don't know, safely to somewhere and try and meet someone, maybe at a park. Yeah. You just have options. The world is your oyster. You're so young. Ah, enjoy this heartbreak. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because her heart is broken right now. I totally get it. But it is a learning experience. A growing experience. A growing experience. A crossroads. You can either go right to stupidity or left to the rest of your life. To stupidity. Very simple choice. (laughs) Not that we would judge you. I understand it's hard to snip or Mm -hmm. rather something that (laughs) something that you've invested years of your life into but it really is a learning growing experience and i guarantee you you will look back on this as a blessing guaranteed and seen and seen noelle good luck all right this next question is from tara dear shandy I want to apologize right off the bat as I am aware that my dilemma I am writing about reeks of privilege and this email is also lengthy. My situation is not one of heartbreak or ruin of any kind, but I believe it is an issue that many spouses can relate to on some level. I always admire your practical advice and am hoping for a lesson in perspective or even a hard to swallow answer. I married a smart, adoring, shockingly handsome man with whom I truly have a beautiful and fulfilling marriage. We are both in our early 30s and have no children. Just under two years ago, my husband was offered a job promotion to a place roughly 1,800 miles away from where we lived at the time. It was our highest priority to move back to the States, so he accepted it and I put in for a transfer to the same area. My transfer was denied due to low staffing, which meant my options were to either to keep my job overseas while he worked in the States or to resign from my position and move with him. We both worked for the government and teleworking is not an option. As my husband was receiving a pay raise and the move allowed us to move back to the U.S., it was a no-brainer and I left my job with zero regrets. I should mention I had already been disenchanted with my job for a couple of years and felt I needed some time off to try something new. We have lived back in the States for a while now, and while I found a decent job, I do miss the challenge and fulfillment of my previous career. I have always prided myself on having an impressive, high-paying career and have struggled the past year or so with the lack of prestige in my current position. I've now begun the process of being rehired, but in the U.S. this time. The rehiring process is arduous, intrusive, and can take literal years. However, if I do accept the position again and my husband gets another opportunity to move up in his career, it is likely that we will be faced with the same choice as last time since low staffing prevents transfers in this career field 99% of the time. He makes more than enough money for me to be able to work a simple job with more flexibility, go to university and follow a different path, or even just not work. My husband is incredibly talented at what he does. I've never thought I'd be willing to sacrifice my career for someone else to have a chance to excel, but he's truly phenomenal at his job and I would be the only thing holding him back from progression. That being said, if I asked him to leave his job so that I could pursue what I wanted, he would without hesitation and has already offered to do so. If I go through the long and tedious rehiring process to get my old job back, I would be locking us into an area that does not offer career progression for either of us and is nowhere near either of our families. 
I will admit it is my ego and the promise of a large paycheck that has me even considering my old job, and I may be remembering it all with rose-colored glasses. I want to make the decision that is best for both my husband and myself, but my pride keeps me wanting to prove myself again in the career I already gave up, even though I know it is inhibitive. Should I just swallow my pride and put in the work to find a different, challenging career that allows my husband and I the flexibility to move wherever the best opportunity arises? Or should I prioritize my career this time, even though that means we may never have the chance to live near our families again and prevents my husband from moving up in his career? I can't thank you enough for your time, Tara. Okay. So. <sighs> to me, this one is is Blatantly black and black white. and white yeah so i'm gonna say i love this. black and white by the way <laughs> black and white is the best the best i will say this nine out of ten times if this was a different situation but the same kind of question mm -hmm. i would say do your thing like like your career is important you like your career you, you need your career well especially when you have your spouse's support yeah especially when you have spouse's yeah. support however there's one word just one word in this whole thing that made the decision obvious for yep. me. Disenchantment. Yes. She was already disenchanted with the job for years. For years. years. What is she doing this for? Forget about pride. Pride is a dangerous yeah. thing. Oh. Okay? And Forget the ego. She admits ego. pride and ego. She admits it. It's it, she's begging us to tell her not to do this. Yeah. And we will give you what you want. Do not <laughs> pursue your old career. Yeah. You have the luxury. Such a luxury. Of not having to worry about money. Ugh. You have the luxury of at a young age being able to pursue something you love. And you could take a lot of time. You could take two, three years to figure it out. Oh my Use God. this crossroads right. Tara, I'm Don't jealous. I'm jealous of her. I'm pissed off. <laughs> I am jealous. I'm jealous to the point of being pissed off. Well, and I appreciate, Tara, that you did say that your predicament reeks of privilege. It is a predicament, but it does. It is. You are just in such a cushy, wonderful position where oh. you get to think to yourself, what would make me happy? What could I feel fulfilled doing? And that could maybe fill you with pride. Yeah. That will also allow you to live near your family and allow your husband to thrive in a career where he is talented and happy and makes enough money for you to pursue your passions. It's just why the only thing driving her back to her old job, from what I can tell from this email, is the paycheck and her ego. And she admits it. She doesn't need the paycheck. And the ego is, is ridiculous. No, don't do that. Ego is bad. And you're right. The key word is she was already disenchanted with it. Disenchanted. She left it without a thought. And she was she's going back to one that probably will be even more disenchanting than the original one. Well, yeah. And I, I appreciate that she says she might be looking back on it with rose-colored glasses because that's 100%. The fact that she is saying in the context of this email that she was disenchanted with it at the time means that she was way more than disenchanted. Yes. She was oh, not yeah. happy. Oh, yeah. She left that career with the paycheck and the prestige she said it was a no-brainer to leave it. Uh, unbelievable. Like, it's like, like, think about it this way. You don't look back, like a relationship many, many years ago, you don't look back all the time and say, oh, that relationship was terrible. That sucked. You kind of, you start, it starts getting a little better with yes. time. It ages like a wine. You're like, oh, but we did have that nice oh, thing we did. Totally. And I, I remember that fondly. Oh, it's like a vacation. It's a vacation that actually was really stressful and logistically nightmarish. And maybe you struggled. 
But right. afterwards, like a year later, you're like, that was so dreamy. It was the time of our lives. Exactly. Yes. Rose-colored glasses. You have found one of the two great pillars in life. Great relationship. Yes. It's the, one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing to find in life. You've got it already. Mm-hmm. Now you have the luxury of being able to find your perfect career. You could take as long as you want. Yeah. You know Wait, what? And the perfect career is the pillar, the other pillar, right? The other pillar. Wait. Career. I mean, look, there's other pillars, too. <laughs> you can, there's plenty of pillars. There's a lot of I was pillars. about to say she's got another pillar, which is financial security, with which well, to explore what would yes, make her happy. You want to do something you love and you want yeah. to make money doing it. Yeah. But the point is, is you've got one of the great pillars. The other pillar, you have all the time in the world to find. Do it. Don't go backwards. Yeah. Come on. Well, she wanted a kick in the pants. She knows what we're going to say to this. And she said herself, should I just swallow my pride and put in the work to find a different challenging career? Yes. I was about to interrupt you and say yes in the question. Yeah, I yeah. want to be a jerk. Yeah. Yes. Simply yes. yes, no qualifiers, sounds, no explanation needed. Yes. Tara, it sounds like you haven't done that. You have the luxury of not needing to worry about paying bills. If we all had that luxury, what would we be doing? Oh, I'm so, like, I'm jealous. I'm, like, s- I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate, you know that this is a privileged question, and I and you kudos right. to you. Do not go backwards in life in general. Yes. It's same with relationships. March 4th, go forward, not backwards. Not sideways. Yeah. Forward. forward. March forward and do the work. The work of figuring out what would make you happy. Yes, the work of not working at the thing you used to work at, which was disenchanting. Yes, this is a no-brainer. No-brainer, done. I love a black and white one. Lovely to end on a black and white question. As I love black and white everything, including the cookies. Delightful. Black and white cookies. Is there anything <laughs> nicer than a black and white cookie? Yeah, actually. And also black and white clothing, like color blocked black and white. That's my thing. I mean, this is not exactly. It's whitish. <laughs> I mean, a yin yang is a black and white thing. So yeah, you, I mean, you just have to be off white. I think we place extra value on black and white things because we are the type of people that always see the gray in mm-hmm. every situation. Yeah, that's true. And that's why when we get a question like this, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that the, is the chainsaw returning? It is. <laughs> I meant more like bullseye. It's the, whatever. Something's getting done in a very aggressive, violent way. <laughs> All right, Tara, I know we went a little hard on you. And I know that it's going to be a lot easier said than done to, to be like, oh, figure out what you love to do in life and go make a career out of that. But the fact that you even have that option means that you have to seize it. Look at it this way. In 15 years, would you look back on this time as having step, taken a step back or having take, taken a step forward? Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Tara. Good luck. I think then that's a wrap, Andy. That is. For this Q&A sesh. Another one in the queue. No, wait. Another one in the pipe? <laughs> another one another past one the queue. Another one in the dock. Another one out the door. <laughs> I like That's best. No, another one in the bank in the bank in the bank number 13 this is the 13th unlucky 13 wow yeah i thought it was a rather delightful 13 yeah yeah at least get more fun as we do them actually i think they do yeah all right i think then that's a wrap for this q a number 13 if you enjoyed what you heard today you know what we're going to ask of you 
we will ask you to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram if you don't already, leave us iTunes ratings and reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to keep a podcast you enjoy alive and kicking. And on that note, I think that's a wrap. Sure is. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.